Hey y'all, I'm back. Finally gonna do this review for Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started last night, then I got a phone call, so I just had to just, you know, wait until this um, later today to, to try to get this out. Overall, I felt like it was um pretty decent episode. I think we spent a lot of time on, a lot of time on uh, Cynthia and her wedding and everything, planning her wedding and all of that. Um, but we got to see Kenya, Ken, uh, Kenya and Latoya forever. They are really cool. They seem to be really good friends. You know, they're, they really are creating a really fun relationship. So it seems right now. And Latoya comes over and they are wearing, I thought they planned on dressing alike because she had on blue jean shorts and a white shirt. And then Kenya had on blue jeans and a white shirt. So I thought they planned it, but they didn't. So they're over there and they are um, having drinks talking about, you know, of course, what's going on in their lives and being petty and shady because LaToya has no problem throwing that shade out there. She talked about Drew Sidora's wig she had on and how it was, you know, it was matted and unkept and just looked like a pet dog or whatever up there. And my thinking was, I mean, I didn't think the, I mean, yeah, the, the, the wig didn't look good. Uh, it, it definitely liked something that had not been properly groomed, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, for, for her to call it a pet dog, I'm like, girl, okay. And, you know, Kenya was loving it because she don't like Drew anyway. So she was loving it. She's like, well, what's your name? And, you know, being petty right along there with Miss Latoya. So they're going to be a great two item there because they, they, they feel in the same way. So, okay. So we go with that. Um, they're talking about um, uh, what was it, the, their relationships and their what's going on with their marriages. And, you know, Latoya talked a little bit more about how she just wants her freedom and do what she want to do. Okay, cool, whatever. Then Latoya said, well, let's go ahead and do some pictures for a dating app. And she wants to take Kenya's picture. Kenya doesn't feel as though she is picture ready. You know, she's put on a few pounds, so she's not ready. But Latoya convinces her. And Kenya, you know, you're still married, girl. I don't know how you're going to get on no dating app, but okay. And Kenya was like, well, I'm going to keep my ring on. Latoya was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to Photoshop it out the picture anyway. So they're playing along, having a good time. Everything's cool with them. Um, we also get a chance to see Candy. And uh, let me see, Candy's got some personal trainers over at her house. They're working out. Cynthia's over there working out. And then Kenya comes over there to the house to work out with them. Um, you know, because they all talk about how much weight they've gained. Now I will say this, I can see the weight, clearly see the weight gain in Kenya. It, it, it's definitely showing. I don't see, I mean, I can see it a little bit in, in Cynthia, maybe because she's taller. I don't know. Sometimes when people gain weight, you can see it right away in their face. Or, you know, they might have, you know, maybe their face gets a little bit puffier and, you know, whatnot. Uh, but I think Cynthia is carrying it pretty well. She wants to get in shape also because she's got a dress she got to fit into. So, you know, she's going to try to do something to lose those 25 pounds. And then you got Candy was like, she want to go back to her back in her, her her 20s type of body. And Candy was very small. Candy had a flat stomach. She had a six pack. She was very petite, you know. And so I don't know if Candy will get back to that. She'd have to really, really stop eating a lot. And, and Candy loves food. So they all talking and chit-chatting and having them a good time talking about um, trying to deal with this whole pandemic and, and all of that and, and um, you know, planning this upcoming, you know, this wedding is a big deal. And, all, and, and you know, Cynthia still won this 250-person wedding. And both of the legs are kind of looking like, well, 
that may not be the smartest thing to do at this point in time. And Kenya has suggested something that made sense. Why not have your wedding at Lake Bailey? And Cynthia just not here for it. She don't want the wedding at Lake Bailey. She needs the big, the glitz, the glamour, you know, whatever. All right, girl. Um, let's get over to Portia. We are still doing the whole social justice thing. She had went back to Kentucky and while down there, she got arrested again. You know, it was, you know, they um was it Kentucky? Was she in Selma? Oh, they went to Selma. But anyway, she got arrested. And again, she talked about a grandfather and the you know, the the you know, the walk across the bridge and everything back when that happened in the 60s and, and whatnot. And she felt, you know, you know, she just felt really good about herself and what she's doing and bringing awareness to a situation that otherwise might not get a whole lot of attention. And um, I commend her for that. Like I said, she got arrested again. And this time she said, they, uh, I guess the police department was trying to make a point because they figured since she was one of the leaders of this whole protest that they're going to let her stay in jail last. They, she was going to be the last one they let out to prove a point. Okay, so she comes home and she said that she, Portia said she had met up with a young lady. I forgot how they met, but she's young, married, got a nice house with the pool. So they want to go over there and have fun in the pool. All right, so them being her sister. And we get a chance to see Tanya. Tanya, um, this is the first episode that she's back in. We go to Tanya's house and, you know, Tanya's sister's there with her new baby and so adorable. They get in the car. They're like, yes, we the party girls. We're ready to go out and have us some fun. And Tanya talked about, you know, how things have been, you know, during the pandemic. And she was just like, it has its ups and downs. Some days she just wants the guy that she's her fiance or whatever to just leave the house. She's like, well, where is he going to be able to go? And Portia was like, well, I had the opposite. You know, for me, you know, it started off like our honeymoon. You know, everything was great, you know, and we're cooking, we're being lovey-dovey. And then it just got to a point where it just wasn't great. <laughs> and so they broke up. So, okay, so that's where her and Dennis are. So they get to the house, um, this person's house. Uh, I do not know the young lady's name. Big house, beautiful house. She's a very pretty young lady. And um, the house is nice. It's gorgeous. And the setup in the backyard was nice. We meet her husband. And looks like he is from Africa. I don't know if that's a trend in down in Atlanta. Because you see, Shamia is also married to a guy who is from Africa. I don't know. But anyway, she's married to him. He seemed to be very nice. They got, like I said, they have the wine, the cheese, and champagne, and all of that set up. They get the hookah. I am not a fan of hookahs. But anyway, they get the hookahs. And they're having a good time. They're talking about living it up and just enjoying themselves and having, you know, enjoying the time they're having with each other. And then they go to clowning and playing around in the pool and all of that. And they do have, the, you know, the young lady brought up to, you know, Portia, she was like, on a serious note for a moment, you know, I did, you know, read that you, you know, that you got arrested again. And Portia went and explained that situation. And um, yeah, so like I said, Portia's season is going to primarily, a lot of her storyline is going to be about social justice. That's going to be her, that's in her tagline at the beginning of the, um, of the show. So, yeah, we can expect to see and hear more about Portia doing her part to, you know, in social justice awareness. Um, let's talk about um, Cynthia and this wedding planning. The, see, the thing about this is that we already know they had the wedding already. And we already know they had the 250 person wedding. And it was brought indoors to that um uh, 
to that place that they went to go look at on this episode. It was supposed to be outside. Okay, that was the whole plan. It was supposed to be um, outside due to the pandemic. And so Mike wants to know about the social distancing and the rules and regulations surrounding the pandemic, you know, and all of that good stuff. So they talk about that. They get, you know, a little tour of the place. And Mike is very impressed. And Cynthia's sister is there. So they're both impressed with it, but they're not 100% like on board with doing this event at this venue, even though they do love it. You know, Mike was like, look, I don't really care about the venue as much as we get married on 1010 and we don't have to do it in this big arena. We can go do it at the courthouse. You know, Mike's whole thing is, look, I don't need the glitz and glamour of getting married. Cynthia was like, well, I'm doing all this for you, Mike. He was like, okay, well, I'm telling you, because she, you know, he, Mike's been married before, but Mike never had to get a big wedding. And so Mike is like, I understand that. And I'm telling you, I don't need all this. I'm more concerned about just being married to you. I don't need the glitz and glamour. As long as I'm married to you, I'm great. And Cynthia's like, well, I mean, you know, it's it, it's not about, you know, I really want to celebrate with friends and family and Cynthia wants the spotlight. She wants the glitz and glamour. Her and Mike get into a discussion about it, and it got to a heated discussion. Because Mike is like, I'm telling you, it doesn't really matter. We don't have to go all out. We can do something on a much smaller scale. And Cynthia is like, on the one hand, yeah, I want to marry you, but I do want to have this type of wedding. And she's telling Mike that Mike's not listening. Mike's not understanding. Mike hears you. We all hear you. But we also feel like that's that was foolish. That's just that's just put it out there. That was foolish. But it is what it is. And that that he, you know, Mike turns off the camera. He was like, I'm done with this conversation. The last thing to talk about here, oh boy, is Drew Sidora and her husband. I don't know if he is putting on for the cameras or if this just really is how he is as a person. And that's very unfortunate because he's such a narcissist, okay? He left for three days without telling his wife anything. And he feels he doesn't need to explain. Now he's talking to his wife as if she's one of the children. Talking about, I got a house. I bought this house. I did this and I did that. When it came to talking about the house, there was no we in the conversation. It was all about what he did, what he needs to sign, what he's taking care of. Drew says, well, I signed whatever. I forget what she said. She signed. He was like, he laughed. He was like, that's not really important. Why don't you just not worry about the business side of things and you deal with the decorations and I will handle the business. Drew didn't really care for that. Drew was like, no, this is us. We are buying a house. It is we, not I. And I want to be included in the entire process, not just when we get to the house, I decorate. He didn't like that. He wants to be in charge of the business and keep the business away from her. Now, that's called control. Okay. You want her to be in the dark about the money. You want her to be in the dark about anything financial. And you think that's okay because that would be your way of controlling her. If you control the finances, you control her. Well, that was that discussion. They're trying to pack up and move things to go over there to their house because the house is around the corner and it looks real nice from, from what we can see. It looks nice. Now we got the issue with 
the mother-in-law. Um, she's a pastor and she is trying to do this um, rehearsal for, I guess, Sunday service. And the topic is about, what was it? I, you know, I just I forgot. Whatever the topic was, it has something to do with um, uh, uh, Drew's husband and his lack of communication skills or whatever the case may be. Something along those lines about him not effectively communicating whatever the case may be, because she said it was inspired by him. And he was, he had a problem with it. You know, he felt like that was very passive aggressive and which it was, and they go do this back and forth. And again, I don't care for the husband, but he did have some good points. He was like, why would you think that I would want to participate in a service where you talking bad basically about me? which is a good point on his part. You know, why would you, you know, she has her concerns and issues with him as she should, but she's also the mother-in-law. So she needs to kind of understand her role and her place. But I don't think she's doing that because she's right there in the household. So she's observing and she's seeing and hearing a lot. So I don't know where they're going to have that, you know, draw the line place at. I don't know. But Drew, you've got some things on your, first of all, that husband of yours, I, you need to, I don't know. I, I don't understand how you are allowing this to happen. Um, you, because you are making note that this is a problem, but yet you're not doing anything about it. That's where the problem is. It's not like you're unaware. You are aware. And when you speak up and speak your mind, he gets upset and he, he tries to make you look stupid because you're speaking up for what you believe in. So I don't know. We're going to see how this, but I'm going to tell you that I don't know. <laughs> this seems like it's a recipe for a disaster, the way he talks. Drew's husband is definitely a recipe for disaster. And I hope she gets the help that she needs sometime soon. I will come to you later. Talk to you later.